Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am Chops, the Almighty. Effervescent. <laughs> no, I did that last week. I am the <laughs> Almighty now. And as you heard, Almighty. that is the um, trembling and... I can't think of any other words to put you down. It's the glitch. <laughs> trembling. <laughs> yes. Uh, with us always is Craig WK. As always. And again, making his second appearance... On this wonderful show is J.J. Bouchard. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, great to have you again, buddy. And uh, if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, which you should, if you didn't, leave. We don't want you as a fan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, J.J.'s <laughs> with the CS Mots. Uh, we've been working with him at the Mod Arcade and all sorts of cool stuff. We did gaming cards last year. and uh, Yeah, so you picked today's game. I did. Would you like to introduce... What we are talking about. Yeah, so we are going to be doing Chippendales Rescue Rangers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so like it was... you're like a professional already. <laughs> I mean, I listen to you guys enough. <laughs> uh, so it was released on the Nintendo, like JJ said, by Capcom in June of 1990. This action platformer depicts two chipmunks, Chip and Dale, as they rescue a little girl's kitten from the fiendish crime lord, Fat cat. Uh, so fat, fat cat. I didn't do research on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I thought we were doing about the Chippendales. <laughs> oh, it was the the male uh, group that yeah. uh, dances. Yeah. So I got that information. If you want it, I, can, uh, <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to come to the mod arcades anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, yes. no judgment. It's just that <laughs> my plan worked all I, along. I thought this was a family friendly show. <laughs> Well, well, the change from that fact, um, my middle name is Dale. Oh. What, really? Yeah, wow. my middle name is Dale. Your dad? My dad? Yeah, because my dad's name is Dale. My middle name is, is Chip? Chip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Mine is Montgomery Cheese. Oh, I picked the right Wait, game. Monterey Jack? Or Monterey Jack, Montgomery sorry. Cheese? Did I say Montgomery <laughs> like, Cheese? Is that like a weird combination of Montgomery Burns and Montgomery Jack? Uh... I feel like no, Montgomery cheese is like, like if you were gonna make like a bootleg <laughs> of Chippendales, it'd be like, and this is Montgomery cheese. He talks in a British accent instead of his usual one. I might. It's like, oh yeah, that's no, no, that's no. not the same. And his pals, oyster and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> so. Guys, let's chat about our first experiences with this game and, you know, maybe what it means to us. JJ, uh, you chose this game. So why did you choose this game? Like, what what about this game is it that you love? Uh, and, you know, what uh, uh, when did you first play it? Yeah, so uh, I played this game when I was in the third grade. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I was nine years old. Um, this is when I discovered that my mom was the greatest mom in the history of the world because she took me to... I'm not exactly sure what it was called. It was at Cobo Hall Arena, and it was like the equivalent of like a PAX or like a, a video game expo, but it was all Nintendo. And if oh. anybody ever saw the movie The Wizard with Fred Savage, oh, yeah. uh -huh. where they played the video game tournament with the Tetris and then Super Mario and Rad Racer, like they did that at this thing. And it was amazing. Like you, as a nine-year-old, she took me and my little brother and we walk in there and my mom was just like, all right, go have fun. And I got to... <laughs> I got to play in the tournament, but then they just had lines and lines. It wasn't like like PAX is now where it's like you stand in line for hours to look at a game. Sure. Like now it's like like back then it was like they just had booths, like rows and rows of Nintendos and Game Boys. Game Boy had just come out. And you just grabbed wherever you could and sat down and, and play or stood up and played. And one of the games that I was able to get a hold of was Chippendale. And I'd never seen it before. Uh-huh. Um, and I was immediately just like, whoa, I played that first level like a thousand times because I couldn't figure out the game mechanics because in classic Nintendo fashion, like you didn't get any of the rules or anything. You just yeah. started playing and yeah, I kept sure. trying to jump on everything and I'd die because it was you know, <laughs> like, it's not how Mario works. 
Um, but that was for I played it for as long as I could while I was there. And then as soon as like I think Christmas was coming up or something, and I was like, "Mom, I need this game." And then me and my brother would play it all the time because you could play two players. Yeah. And my brother was Dale because he was the goofball of the family, and uh-huh. I would, we would always whenever we got mad at each other, you could pick each other up in the game and throw them. <laughs> and so like it was the perfect game for us to start fighting and and doing that kind of stuff. But that's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. I also the next day went to school with a huge hickey on my forehead because the way that you play the game, you would like at the place you could rest your head up against this like <laughs> panel and when i left i had this huge giant red mark on my head and everybody was like what happened to your face i was like i was at a video game thing all last week it was i remember it very very clearly but man i want to go back in time and go to that yeah, yeah that sounds amazing if i had time travel abilities I would not use it for good. I would just go to old school gaming tournaments <laughs> yeah. and events. I wish that my mother loved me and took me to the <laughs> yeah. games, but uh, she didn't. Uh, so, thanks, you know. Craig. Thanks uh, for that. I mean, your mom didn't love you either. I mean, I don't think she knew about it. Or at least my, it's my brother's fault because he probably knew about it and he probably said no. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine LPJ being like, "No, I don't want to go play video games." Uh, I don't know. He was spiteful as a younger boy. As a younger boy, (laughs) okay, yeah. Currently, in his whole life, Chops. What was your first experience with this game? I don't know. I played it um, in my youth. I don't remember the very first time, but that's vague enough to work. I do remember playing it. So I had this weird thing where, like, I was anti Disney games. I, I, oh, like, you're one of those. I, I was like, I thought they were too <laughs> kiddish. Yeah, like, like the only one that I didn't think was too kiddish for some reason was Quackshot, which I, I, I absolutely love Quackshot. Um, but, but every other Disney game, but you were every like, other yeah. game, uh, Disney game, I wasn't really like. I, there was a period when I played like a ton of Mickey Mouse ones, or um, I'm trying to think of like uh, you know like the Lion King and stuff. Like those ones were okay, but when it came to like. Like the the good ones, the, like yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers. Yeah. yeah, I have a bad history with Ducktales, so that's why I don't play it. But I just wasn't super into it, so I never really owned a lot of Disney games, uh, other than Quackshot. Still don't know why I own that. But uh, so I, I played that. I played it probably intermittently at a friend's house, but I never sat down and gave it dedication until recently. So I gotcha. Glitch. Uh, how about for you? Um, this was a rental. We had rented this game as a kid. We didn't own it. But uh, just yesterday, actually, uh-huh. uh, I had my cousin Ryan, who was on the Contra episode. He yeah. came over, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I, you know, doing some research, got the game popped into my system. You want to play? So me and him sat down. We played two-player, and we beat the game right then and there. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. I, uh, I, I'm the, the same way. I rented it uh, as a kid, and I remember... Uh, like I was super into those Disney cartoons like DuckTales and of course Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers and so I was I never owned it but I was always infatuated with the game and so whenever I could get it you know when it wasn't you know already rented out or whatever uh, before the Super Nintendo came out my you know priority shifted I definitely uh, rented this quite a few times uh, but I it's it's based off the cartoon. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of the, the first thing to touch on is the Chippendale Rescue Rangers cartoon. Do you guys want to know a little bit of a history about it? Yeah. Please regale us. So uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers are, well, it's twofold. It's, you know, because Chippendale are cartoon characters from the 1943 shorts. Uh, so in 1943, their first appearance began. They were in 23 animated shorts uh, with other Disney characters, usually causing trouble for Pluto, Donald Duck, whoever. Uh, I actually remember one of the ones. It's like uh, Daffy Duck or Donald Duck. Sorry, Donald Duck's trying to collect honey or something like that. Yeah. And Chip and Dale, these two chipmunks, and they didn't have any clothes on or anything like that yeah. at the time, <laughs> but are like wreaking havoc on his you know scheme trying to collect all this honey. I remember that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. They honestly they were really good. I I like a lot of the old did, Disney shorts. Did they make an appearance in WB cartoons too? Like no. Uh, no. Sylvester or like all those other ones or no? no. no. Though they had their own version. Bugs they had the Bunny? Goofy Gophers. Which were two oh, very, yeah. very ultra Maybe that's what gophers. I'm, I'm getting mixed up with. But I do remember Chip and, yeah, Chip and Dale and there some was cartoons. A, the one I remember before Rescue Rangers was uh, the the Christmas one with Donald Duck. Like They were always messing up his Christmas tree. <laughs> and I was like, that is the angriest dude. And I would be so mad, too, if I were him. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like the hyper kids that you don't yeah. want to hang out with, just running yeah. all over the place. So... 
fast forward to the 80s and DuckTales has been a phenomenal success. And basically the the name of Disney's game was they wanted cartoons that they could syndicate and then keep in syndication in order to like keep making their money back on, you know, how much they put into it. And so uh, with, you know, all the success DuckTales had, they basically went to this guy and they were like, hey, listen, you know, we want another cartoon. And so his original idea was not uh, Rescue Rangers, though that's where the name eventually would go. Or I'm sorry, uh, the name would, you know, kind of came from, I should say. Uh, he originally had an idea for the Rescuers oh, to have their yeah, own cartoon yeah. series. Oh, yeah. uh, the two mice yeah. that solve crimes, yep. you know. Uh, but Disney said, no, 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 no. We're currently doing another movie with them, Rescuers Down Under, mm. uh, which would eventually come out. And so they were like, no, no, go back to the drawing board. And so he came up with an idea for, you know, these crime solving, you know, little people uh, to, you know, uh, do these mysteries and stuff. And so he came up with an idea uh, of a character named Kit Colby, who was a mouse that was like Indiana Jones. And he had a right-hand man who was a chameleon. And then his the other two sidekicks were Gadget and Monterey Jack, but they were just prototypes with different names. And Disney was like, no, you need established properties. And so he went back to the drawing board and he was like, well, what if I take the the, the mouse and the chameleon and get rid of them and just put in Chip and Dale from yeah. the old cartoons. Disney gave thumbs up, and they sent it on its way, and it became really popular. But they kept the Indiana Jones uh, theme for the for Chip. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, got the hat and the vest. And yeah. they also or have uh, uh, what is it, Magnum PI That's, with uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Hawaiian shirt for Dale. Yeah, it's himself. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. I mean, Tom Selleck and Dale are pretty much super similar, right? Like, what was the the guy who flew the plane? Uh, From Ducktales. Oh, from Ducktales. That was Launchpad. Launchpad. He had his own cartoon too, didn't he? No, No, he was part of Darkwing Duck. Yes. Okay, and he wore a Hawaiian shirt, right? No, he had a. He had like a. Like almost like a World War One yeah, bomber jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bomber jacket. I'm thinking of another cartoon character that had like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> but I can't remember. Wait, Goofy no, had Tailspin one in Goof Troop. Well, yeah, I know that, but yeah, what other? I feel like you're right, and there I was like a, uh, another one. That, Is it Louie and Tailspin? Uh, yeah, Louie. It I might think. be Tailspin. Yeah, that whole block of cartoons: Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Duck Tales. Those were all like my. Jam. Yeah, they, that's what I, I, they all came out the same, or the minus Ducktales, but those three came out like the same block. Yeah. I fell out of that mm-hmm. stuff. I because it was all on the it. Disney Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, uh, so like you had to, you had to have that channel to be able to watch that. Oh, stuff, see, I watched you? it because I didn't have cable. I it was can't like remember. the only thing I right. could watch. Yeah, that's the thing is they originally uh, were up. Uh, 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 kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, debuted yeah. on the Disney Channel. Yeah. But no, they went to, they were designed to go to, to public you know, the basic, yeah, pub, or the, you know, public channels or whatever, yeah. the basic channels, if you will. Yeah, because like I, I tried to like stay with the interest of what my brother was into and he's eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I was pulled a lot out of my current generation mm-hmm. of cartoons and movies because I just wanted to get into what my brother was into. Right. Sure. So like the Disney stuff fell off of me early in all respects, whether it was cartoons, video games, toys, that kind of stuff I just like didn't have didn't care about. Which I kind of am upset because so, yeah, like LPGA I don't relate. Your childhood. I don't relate with anybody my age on those cartoons because I never watched them. Well, I watched. Sure. I watched all old school eighties cartoons <laughs> and then like Power Rangers and like stuff that he was into. It's. I mean, honestly, like you, you made out like a bandit with the '80s stuff. The '80s stuff was great. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a shame you missed out on uh, the Disney cartoons because they were uh, really good. Uh, but I uh, let's dive into the game and like the gameplay because this is kind of a unique uh, game from uh, Capcom. Like you know, because you know, Ducktales is a pretty standard platformer. There's there's a few gimmicks to it, of course. But uh, in Chip and Dale, it almost is. Not that it should be played or has to be played in two player, but I think it's a lot more fun with two player. Yeah, like uh, like JJ said, you could pick up the second character and uh, and throw him. Throw him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a weapon, right? Well, you well you can't throw him like a weapon because it'll hurt him. Yeah. But you can use him like like because there are some areas that are difficult to get 
two and so you have to like stack blocks but if you have your second character you can throw them up there or you can also like throw them in front as like a human shield yeah yeah. (laughs) chipmunk shield they come back too right yeah yeah yeah. well and that was the thing too is like the boss battles you had that little red ball that you would throw at them and Uh and it would like it would hit you and knock you out if you so you have to dodge it so when you're playing with two players like you were always getting in each other's way but that that was part of the fun and and again like ended in a lot of brother battles but <laughs> but that was part of the game too is like chip and dale are these two brothers that like very much i was chip and my brother was dale uh-huh. and we lived those characters both on and off screen <laughs> yeah even though they're like personalities are f- pretty similar oh, but they're no. also very different like 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 their their energy is kind of the same as hype their chipmunks i mean they're they're all over the place. Well, you have, but their person, like, like it's this weird juxtaposition of difference yet same. Yeah. And I think the cart, the the game, they just feel like the same character. Well, yeah, sure, unfortunately, sure. yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had Chip that was, you know, a lot more like logical and like, you know, more mellow, and then Dale's just kind of this sort of buffoon character. Block kind yeah. of, the yeah. Block out, yeah. I, yeah, you know. I, I loved him because, like, Chip was, like, he was, like, the Cyclops. And, like, you know, if you're thinking of X-Men or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then Dale's, like, this... Like, now you're talking to like, my terms, buffoon. I understand. Right. Okay. But, but then they would fight throughout the entire series, and then the minute something, like, happened to one yeah. of them, because usually they were fighting, and then one would... Usually Dale got in trouble, and then they would all scramble to help each other out. Like, they were, like, those kind of brothers. Like, mm-hmm. they would fight, but then they always had each other's backs. And that's kind of how, like... I don't know. That's how I imagined it in the game. <laughs> they, they didn't come across at well, all in the, the game. The game but. is is pretty fast paced. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot faster than I would have remembered. And it's like a weird platformer because you, like you said, you have these blocks, these obstacles that you have to move things and pick up items. But they're like you don't jump on guys or you get killed. Yeah, yeah. you, you have to touch, throw things. Yeah, you touch any enemy, it takes a health away, and you get three hearts yep. of health. Mm-hmm. It, it almost reminds me of Contra in like you're constantly dodging everything. Yeah. Like like there's never a break on the screen. Yeah. But but and unlike Contra where you can just shoot guns in any direction you want, you have to pick up these blocks and you have to toss them. But the cool mechanic was you could toss them straight. You could toss them straight or straight ahead, behind you, straight up, which took me like five rentals before I figured that out. <laughs> or you could duck down and you were basically invincible when you were in it. Like it was, the thing could hit you and then the block would go away. But then the minute the block went away, you were like open to attack. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was for me as like a nine year old trying like being like, whoa, like figuring out those game mechanics was really cool. You also felt like a lead brick whenever you jumped. Like I felt like you. Yeah, would, the like, physics were unforgiving. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, like the platforming was really hard in my mind, but it's also the only game I've ever beat that I can remember oh, as a wow. kid. Like I didn't beat a lot of Nintendo games. I wasn't a good gamer. But <laughs> this is one you beat. It, but this one I beat. I don't know what it was. Like if I just stuck with it Commitment. or yeah. Well and if you play with your brother, like two people yeah. helps out a lot. Plus I couldn't like gadget get still like gadget's my girl and I had to go <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, uh, kind of uh, something interesting I wanted to bring up about the game's story is there's a plot twist to the game. So the game starts oh, yeah. and you're, you know, you're trying to like rescue this little girl's kitten, which is very in line with uh, Rescue Rangers because yeah. it's them solving like mysteries that like, you They're know, too small for the police. To yeah, handle. exactly. Right. You know, and so I. When you go through this game, you find out, oh, no, this is a bluff by Fat Cat. He didn't care about that, like, little girl's kitten. He wanted to get Gadget and force her to, like, make robots or whatever, because Gadget was, like, the engineer, you know, character of the show or whatever. And so, you know, it, it's a Nintendo game on based on a Disney property where there's a plot twist. I don't know. That's just, I mean, obviously, it doesn't really matter. You're I mean, still that going happens through in Mega Man. Right, and but you find out, oh, Dr. Wiley's behind it. <laughs> oh, he is? <laughs> Here's the thing, oh, though. Man. This is that a license a game. <laughs> so, many, oh, yeah, I know. so many companies did not try in the least with license games. But Capcom was always giving it their A game. Yeah, yeah. and was, there was actually, I don't know if the second one's kind of a real twist, but he gets away. Like, you think you beat the game at the end, and then and then Gadget's like, oh, Fat Cat got away, and you gotta go fight three more levels before you get to fight Fat Cat, which is actually, yep. like, the weakest boss in the world. <laughs> like, he just sits there well, and, he's like... He's just a Fat Cat. He just sh- sits there. Well, he just... Yeah, he just sits there and shakes his cigar, and, you yeah. know, dodges little cigar things. <laughs> but but I thought that was cool, too. Like, mm-hmm. like first he steals Gadget, and then, uh, then you're like, I finally beat this freaking game! And then you still got three more levels to go. Yeah, so there's ten, 10 stages total. It goes A through J. And like you said, well, we finished the first. And actually, you don't have to go through all the no, stages either. you can skip either. two, I think. You can, it's not oh, there's linear. some that are you skippable. Can, yeah, you can just choose a path and get to the end. 
And then she's like, oh, here's this rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you like yeah, go you into space. Up to space. And then you come back down. <laughs> you just land on a different. Yeah. It's like, it's like weird uh, flight uh, travel. Yeah. Like, you think you're going to the moon and then you're just like, no. oh, now I'm in the sewer. How'd this happen? <laughs> I appreciate, though, that the, the game is. It almost reminds me of Mario 3's like little big world yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know? I, I I really like that everything in the game is from the perspective of these little chipmunks. Yeah. So you run through like kitchens or or you know Well there's like a giant telephone in the background. Yeah, exactly. A big I, pot of boiling water and they gotta jump over the, the the pot. Yeah, the aesthetics to the game are really go a long way in, in sort of kind of immersing you into this little tiny chipmunk world, you know. Uh, which, which, yeah, I, I think they did a really, really excellent job on. Uh, but I, uh, the, I, uh, the game itself, like the the enemies and stuff, are kind of reminiscent of the show too. Like the robot dogs in the first mm-hmm. level, that was like a an enemy they had to fight in the the TV show and stuff. And like the the goons that Fat Cat has, like the little lizard guy and the cat. I uh, and I think a rat. Those are bosses yeah, in the game, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and there's a. Uh... I was trying to think there's another one where like I was like, oh, that's right from the show. I can't think of it now. But I did love like that Zipper was kind of like your star. You know, like, like oh, in Mario, yeah. you get the star and you're invincible. But Zipper would come around and just punch everybody in the face. It's like <laughs> this little fly is kicking everyone's butt. I'm like, why weren't you there the whole time? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> Uh, Monterey Jack, not Montgomery Jack, is uh, not, no Montgomery Cheese. No, Montgomery Cheese. Sorry, we're gonna have to make up no. our own game with Montgomery, <laughs> Montgomery. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, Monterey Jack, uh, who's kind of the the big tough guy on the show, who's like obsessed with cheese. He's like a you know a rat or whatever. Uh, you know, he uh, breaks down like barriers and stuff yeah. to let you deeper into levels and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like a present or something you open up, and it's a big old block of cheese. You just bust oh, through yeah. a wall. Yeah. He's all high on cheese, yeah, he's like a weirdo. Like what cheese is a drug or like a steroid. He's all hopped That's, up on mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. That it sounds like my family. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. So what's the, so? There's these power ups. Again, I, I haven't played the game much. Right. Do they do anything? Do those those flowers? So if you collect, the way I remember it is if you collect a certain amount of power uh, or a certain amount of flowers gets you an, another life. I think that's right. Yeah, so and like, then, I'm and pretty sure it's the star like appears because yeah, of how many flowers you got. Yeah, and then the star bounces by and you get that and that's a one up. Mm. But then there's also the acorns. And I think maybe that leads to getting zipper. Uh, like, no, so the acorns are health. Oh, okay. So there's a regular acorn, that's one health, and there's the flashing acorn, which will fill up all three lives. Oh. Nice, nice. Yeah, but the noise that those flowers <laughs> Oh, my God. Ding, 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 Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not they, balanced to the music at all. <laughs> I do feel like this game would rate a lot higher for me on Nintendo, and maybe even be one of the, the best on the system, if they had toned down yeah. that noise. Yeah. Did they remake this game? Didn't they for the Disney bundle that came out? Not remade, I don't think, but it is uh, available on the uh, Disney Afternoon Collection that is came it? out a few okay, years ago. Okay, yeah, because mm-hmm. it has Darkwing Duck in it. Um, mm-hmm. Tailspin. Tailspin in this game, I think. I uh, Is it also Little Mermaid? I don't in, think so. That is, it, I know, that is, that is, that is another Capcom game, but uh, yeah, so it's DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and maybe that's it? And Chippendale. And Chippendale. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. But no Goof Trip. Shame. Another thing I was not into. What, it, but we always got to stick together. <laughs> I feel like nah. I was a youth troop guy. No, but really? he didn't oh. fall into their block. He was a he was a late addition. When yeah, they that's true. The, it was a little later when Tiny Toons started kicking their my, bottoms. My and wife, Animaniacs <laughs> was taken away. My wife loves Goof Troop. Oh yeah, to your a, wife has good taste to a fault. <laughs> I would say, but she'll never hear this. So. <laughs> That's um, so there's uh, what else do we want to talk about for this game? Let's. Well, see. I'll say while well, the this the 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 sounds of the the flowers was horrible. I loved the sound of hitting those metal dogs with an apple. He's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> and they flying away. I was like, yeah. It's weird that they can do one thing with the sound design so well, and then another thing is just like, why do they make this decision? Yeah. I just, you know, because when you think of like collectibles, you think it should be something kind of like, you know, that makes you want to get more. And this Well, I think this is before wanna... that like weird science of like, 
pleasing sounds and, yeah. the, and, and progression in video games like that. That's like sound in general. That's always been around. Yeah, but like in video <laughs> games, like there's like a specific type of sound. Like a major tone is more appealing to and means good things, whereas a minor tone means bad and elicits certain kind of like physical and chemical responses. Yeah. Um, so like I'm not composers and stuff like that. Like. They actually like pay attention to those things nowadays. Oh, I'm not giving them a pass for this. This game came out in 1990. <laughs> there is no way that they heard that and went, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, that, that makes me not want to make my ears bleed. And the sound is similar to the coins from Mario, but the difference is that it's so much louder than the rest of the game that it like. Yeah, that's piercing. the thing is yeah. I feel like the sound designer really, not necessarily the composer. I think the composer did an excellent job with this, but the sound designer really, really dropped the ball with that Maybe stupid he was noise. fighting with the composer, and he's like, I'm going to show him. <laughs> Take away from me. It's a lady composer, actually. Oh, yeah, there you go. Sorry. Uh, I have a little bit on the reputation of the game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, so uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave this a 7.75 out of 10. Nintendo Power gave it a 4 out of 5. It sold 1.2 million copies, wow. making wow. it the 57th best-selling game on the NES. Wow. I thought I was the only person who played this game. Like when yeah. you got, I was like, are they going to let me do this one? Because I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever played it. No, before. it's the fourth best-selling Capcom game. It was. Wow. Do you know what game sold more? Capcom games? Uh, Street Fighter? Well, this would be Nintendo, right? Yep, for the NES. Oh, so for yeah. the oh, NES. Right. Mega, uh, Man Mega Man 2 and 3? Mega Man 2 was one of them, not 3. Not 3? Um, was it DuckTales? DuckTales, and then do you want to... I don't know if you guys can get this last one, but Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, oh. Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. That game was hard. Uh, yeah, in, that is really tough. In 1997, so I'll remind you this is 1997, Nintendo Power came out with the 100 greatest games on the Nintendo platforms. I had that uh, list. Yeah. I still had that Nintendo Power in my closet, oh, I think. Oh, that's great. Because yeah, I think number one was N64, uh, Super Mario 64 because they were really pushing it, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. Mario 64. Yeah. I don't think it should have been number one. <laughs> no. I like it. I think it should be pretty high on the list. Uh, not it's number one. Of one. My- Least favorite, uh, but this one <laughs> this was 97th on that list, and then in 2009, IGN did the 100 greatest NES games, and that was 71st. Wow, sounds about right. I'd agree with that. I mean, if you know, change the, the sound effect of the, the pickups, <laughs> and you know, it might bring it down a little bit or bring it up a little yeah. bit. You have the worst time with those kind of things, <laughs> yeah, I really do. Uh, you got anything for speedrunning? I do have speedruns, uh, here, so there's a few different percentages and categories there's any percent in all zones there's a single player and co-op um, what i wrote down here was the any percent uh speed run is by nd swe you want to know how fast he beat the game guess uh it's 15 minutes 10 minutes just under 10 minutes Nine minutes, 48 seconds, wow. and 817 milliseconds. <laughs> um, that, and then he also has the All Zones record, uh, which is 12 minutes and 39 seconds. Wow. But the co-op one is actually just slightly faster than the single player. Oh, really? By 24 seconds. Oh. What? Yeah. Um, and that's an any percent by Sinister One and General Andrews. Um, and it's a pretty cool, unique run, the co-op one. I really like watching that. The the execution involved, and most NES games, you're either playing to RNG, random number generators, so things that happen on a cycle or stuff that's random, and then also patterns. And so, like, with this game, it, it was just pure execution, because it seemed like everything was on the same pattern. Yeah. But, like, there's plenty of times where you can get stuck into a box as you're jumping off of it and it'll literally hold you for a second and that's just like ends the run right there and it's so optimized it is a completely execution based speed run yeah there's a lot of spots where you have to use iframes yeah to get past like the the axes that are coming through Mm -hmm. um i do think it's funny though that uh so sinister's the person who has the co-op record he doesn't have any of the single player records like he's not even on the board at Uh speedruns.com but he has four out of the top six co-op records with different people yeah oh Oh, wow wow. (laughs) it's pretty cool i think he's into co-op speedruns yeah that's cool glitch were you able to to find any interesting or unique glitches in this game or nothing too crazy um no there wasn't really anything other than nothing caught your eye yeah there was uh no skips Nothing like that. I mean, they just use the same path on all the playthroughs. Uh, did you see anything? Chaps, I didn't. Yeah. It was it was mostly just optimizing like when to get zi- a zipper right. 
was it, that's his name, the fly. Yeah, yeah. When to get him to utilize like bolting through the level and just not taking any damage and beating everything in your path, or um, really timing throws with boxes and boss fights, making sure you're timing that stuff. Because like they throw the ball at the boss and then like catch it almost like mid air mm-hmm. and throw it back immediately, mm-hmm. and it was. It was impressive to see at the least. And the the pattern of the bosses also depend on where you are on the screen. So if you're like standing on the bottom of the crown, the boss will move based on that. So oh. the speedrunners have like a way of having the manipulate the bosses to move in a pattern they want. Um, also in the co-op version, they do a lot of that lifting the other player and just running. There's also a lot of intentional death areas yep. where one player will die because you get that balloon where oh, you're just kind yeah. of floating and invincible and it'll do that to advance the screen. Yeah. Interesting. That's, yep. cool. that's, See, pretty, that's pretty optimized. That's, that's yep. how you know it's a, it's a well-made game, though. There's no glitches. Back in no the day, kids, games didn't come out until they were done. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah, well-made. sure they did. <laughs> sure. They did a lot of play testing for older games. <laughs> Hey guys, you wouldn't want to talk about the music? <laughs> hey guys, let's let's talk about the music. Let's change this subject. Okay, we'll take a break. Yeah, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, so the music for this game is composed by someone that we've brought up on this show many times before, Harumi Fujita, who has worked for uh, Capcom previously. Uh, She might still work with Capcom, but I don't think she composes much video game music these days. Uh, So she is the the one who did the music for uh, Bionic Commando, uh, Skyblazer, Tombo, which we've done before, and Mega Man 3. Yep. Yeah, so specifically on that, there's a song that we'll play later that reminds me of a song uh, in a Mega Man 3. This game came out the same year as Mega Man 3. Coincidence? Uh, I think no, not. No, um, no, it's not. Uh, Mega Man 3 came out in September. This came out in June. Um, so there, there's a song that we're going to play, but it, it reminded me of a Mega Man song. I was like, I got to look this up. And turns out... She composed that stage in Mega Man that oh. it reminds me of, as well as a few other ones. Um, nice. So, so let's, we'll hear it yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, what what uh, theme was that specifically? That uh, was a Zone F. Well, let's listen to that first yeah. since you brought that up. Let's we'll see if ahead. you guys can guess what what song it reminds me of. Yeah, let's go ahead and give this a listen. A Mega Man song from three? Yes. What does it remind you of? Can you guess? Uh, nothing's coming to Spark mind. Sparkman? So the beginning of it sounds a lot like Gemini Man stage. And the boop do 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 that part, it's very much the same tones as Gemini Man stage. I don't know if you want to pull it up and you could hear it, but it reminded me heavily of that. And she works specifically on the Gemini Man stage in Mega Man 3. Gemini Man from Mega Man 3. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, give that a listen. I also really like the song because it's kind of jazzy in it, too. So yeah. I love jazz music. I did. Like, as soon as it opened, I was like, oh, that sounds Mega Man. It, it changes in the end. It, it does. It, yeah, but... just the very beginning of it reminds me of it. Yeah, let's give it a real quick listen to compare.
kind of get where you're coming with it, but uh, I don't hear it as well. You don't? It, no. it reminded me of it so clearly. I guess I'm crazy. I mean, only a little, but, mm. you know, if it's any Also, I just always want to listen to Mega Man. So. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, it was a trick. Just a, you know, it kinda, Sucker! You know, Zone 8 sounds a lot like Snake Man. You should play that. <laughs> no, I didn't even, yeah, let's give it a, let's give it a listen. Uh, so, JJ, you had uh, wanted, uh, you said this is the most iconic song to you, Zone Zero, mm-hmm. the first level. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and uh, give this guy a listen. Real quick, why is it Zone Zero, but then all the rest are letters? That's I think it's because it's before o? the twist. Is that why? I think I think that's just what they call it because there's uh, maybe. because you don't know you're going in any zones yet. Like you just uh, get dropped into the oh. game and you think you're just playing a regular game and then gadget gets nabbed and then you, oh. she's like, "Here's the map, guys." You know this game way better. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a listen, guys. plucky it really is it really does make you think of like re- like you know rescue rangers and stuff you know uh now next up we have uh zone j which uh you had chosen correct glitch yeah this is the hideout of fat cat right before you face fat cat himself I mean, fat cat just, his name reminds me of fat cat's pizza around here <laughs> just makes me want pizza i mean not a bad idea yeah it's hard to go wrong with pizza right <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. sounds more like Mega Man to yeah, me. Yeah, they're also like a double dragon, like, wow. Adventure and yeah. sadness in that song. Yeah. It was weird. You could tell they'd been through some stuff by the time yeah. they got there. <laughs> right? They'd Last seen stage. some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, finally, yes. is the song that we all chose. Yes. Mm-hmm. The most important song. I Are you going to sing along with it? Well, actually, you know what? I take it back. Uh, this is not the final song because oh, there is another oh, to play after oh, this. Yeah. So, so we're not going to sing along to this. But this is the title theme, and much like Ducktales, they just steal it right off the TV show, and it's kind of amazing. So let's give it a listen.
and that's pretty great, right? That's great. Nothing beats that. Now, the greatest song ever. <laughs> You're not wrong. There is one thing I wanted to play for us because I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I mean, I better just, not be the moon thing. No, it's oh, not. Thank God. <laughs> you have the worst taste, Chops. You have the worst taste. And the worst part is, is you're a contrarian. So the whole time you're like, yeah, I don't have bad taste. I just, you guys have bad taste. Exactly. I don't, I'm fine. You're an idiot and I hate you. <laughs> but what I thought we would play is, uh, well, just the theme song to the cartoon. Perfect. Yeah. Like, why not, right? Right. So we've talked about the cartoon. Uh, this is the actual intro uh, uh, to that cartoon. And uh, this is the, the long version. So, well, everybody enjoy. No, that's the extended version. That's like the original. It's so amazing, they isn't probably, it? They probably do that on like the the super special episode. Oh like, yeah, I can't believe you stopped that song. There's so much, <laughs> I, so much great <laughs> funk to that song. And I mean, oh, I'm not no. gonna lie, I could just stand to listen to that for like an entire episode, and then at the end, just be like, oh, that was Rescue Rangers. Bye, I, guys. I watched the first episode the other day on Disney Plus when it first came uh-huh. out, and I've been singing that song, and my kids are like, what? Is that? Why are you singing that? That's not the songs we sing, Daddy. And I'm like, no, this is great show. It is now. Is that the episode where he gets carried away in like a dumpster or something like that? Uh, the very first episode, yeah, it's like Pirates, and he gets like him and <laughs> him and Chip or uh, Chip and Dale are, are fighting or whatever, and he falls into the dumpster and then goes out to sea. Yeah. It's you didn't see it coming. Like I was like, how are Pirates going to be in this one? But. <laughs> Uh, by the good. way, oh wait, like pirates. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was they're thinking, rats like, who like are pirates who are really into pie. <laughs> pirates. Uh, by the way, I was wrong. I apologize. The extended version of the theme song was performed by the Jets, while Jeff uh, uh, Pachetto performed the standard version that appeared on TV. Oh, okay. I thought that was different. Yeah, because this yeah. sounded really like studio. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. The the extended version was the Jets. I apologize. Okay, that oh, was man. really good though. It, the whole yeah, it was pretty. Good. I mean, it, I mean the, the original just right, the, we'll just the play, thirty second intro is fine. Let me just play the original now. And we'll just enjoy <laughs> too. No, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like with Ducktales when they remastered that for the new show. Um, it just sounds so good. That Ducktales. Does it? I've been afraid to listen to it. Oh, it's I didn't amazing. Want it to ruin my childhood by it being. is. I I will say I was a huge fan of the original uh, Ducktales series, and uh, you know it was one of my favorites growing up. And so I thought I was like, they're gonna mess this up. Everything's gonna be terrible. And I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh wow, I want more. Like th- oh, that's yeah. that's how I finished that episode. Was thinking I need more of this. I- and so it's been great. Like, they do a great job also, like, bringing in tons of, like, weird, like, lore of their universe and stuff. Yeah, they actually, like, hit on a lot of the history of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And- they do that. They hit on, uh, even, like, the, you know how, like, uh, uh, in Darkwing Duck, uh, Darkwing Duck's enemy yeah. was the organization Fowl? Mm-hmm. 
that makes an appearance in the DuckTales cartoon. It's like this evil shadowy organization and stuff. And so there's a reveal at the end of like the second season. And the, like at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, I need more. <laughs> and so honestly, I like uh, with Disney Plus uh, having released uh, a few months back, I. Uh, you know, this it's definitely worth looking into, especially with you having uh, kids and stuff. I oh, think yeah. there's enough jokes aimed at like an older audience to. And the to voice acting is superb. Oh, it's great! Yeah, they they do a, an amazing job. But I uh, but that's been the the music from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers for NES and the TV theme song. <laughs> and I uh, but I uh, guys, what are your kind of final thoughts on Rescue Rangers for Nintendo? I uh, JJ, how about uh, how about you start? Uh, well, obviously, it's got a lot of like sentimental value just mm-hmm. from like going to my first video game show or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but also, like, I think it as a little kid, I didn't realize this, but now I realize I'm very much into like interesting game mechanics and yeah. tight controls. And like this game had all of that. And as a kid, I didn't know it, but I totally appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, as an adult playing it again for the first time in like years and watching like playthroughs, I was like, oh, this is this is why I like what I like about all games. And it's kind of like the root of my love for games. So hey, Chippendale. And now I'm going to go watch the whole season, all the seasons again. <laughs> uh, Chops, how about for you? I don't have much, but that there's a lot of great Disney retro games out there. Not all of them are hits, but a good portion of the Disney ones since Capcom releases them are awesome games. Oh yeah. And you So if you're interested in, getting into retro gaming i think they're a really good avenue to like get back into gaming because like you said they're polished games they have great direction and music on them so you get the best of everything without feeling like overwhelmed and playing seven Mega Man games or or trying to get into metroid and it being like unforgiving in the in the first game and has no direction that it's all led by you they're they're great introductions back into retro gaming i think so and they're available on that uh disney afternoon collection if you own an xbox one or a ps4 yep uh unfortunately not the switch but uh yeah so it's a pretty easy avenue to get a hold of some of those Mm -hmm. games uh glitch how about for you yeah i mean in fact it's pretty cheap game too on ebay you can pick it up you know for a few bucks but uh i mean it's a pretty well balanced game the the movement's a little clunky, you know, for mm. for a game, uh, but with the NES, I think it, it worked really well. Um, I enjoy this game a lot, and just beating it yesterday made me really happy because it, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to kind of relive the gameplay of it from when I was a kid. Yeah, I the the only thing I can think to say is, you know, I I grew up loving all those Disney cartoons and like cartoons in general. I'm such a you know fanatic of them all throughout my life but uh yeah it i mean this this game really captured the cartoon ex- just incredibly well and so you know it, especially if you're a fan of the the old disney cartoons and like you know uh chip and dale's rescue rangers you know absolutely worth a uh, uh a play so make sure to check that out but uh let's go ahead and dive into our retro relapse guys jones in for a classic game it's time for retro relapse on the legend of retro podcast So, JJ, you mm-hmm. are our special guest, and so you brought uh, uh, to our attention that we needed to play a game called Sky Kid. Is that right? That's right. So, why did you choose Sky Kid, out of curiosity? So, Sky Kid is one of those games that I I think it was like the third Nintendo game I ever played. I played it at my cousin's house or something, and it blew my mind because it was different from any game I'd ever played before. Mm-hmm. You, you go left instead of right. You're an airplane, and you're like you're fighting all the it's kind of like i think it's like a world war one biplane or something like that yeah and you have to like fight all these other planes and you have to grab this bomb and drop it on this thing and it was just like it was one of those games that as a kid was seemed really hard but also like i picked it up right away Mm -hmm. and i was interested to see like i wanted to throw it at you guys and be like okay are are these game mechanics amazing or clunky and i couldn't feel like i couldn't remember and so i was like Let's try it. It was super fun. And I, I remember loving it and hating it as a kid. So it was definitely uh, a shocker for me because there's a lot of depth to it. Like, like e- even though it's like a simple, like you said, you fly and you shoot, like there's weird depth to it. Like when you get hit and you go into a tailspin, which is legit physics of like a plane, like right. they can go into tailspins. You can like jam the button and hold up to break out of it and still stay in the game. You have to land, but if you don't land at the end of the, the level, you can keep going, but you'll run out of fuel. <laughs> like uh-huh. there's just these weird complexities to it that keep me intrigued and want to play the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, the, and it, I don't, you don't get that a lot in, like, at least in NES games or older games, they, when they try to do build something complex into a game, it's either way too much or mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't work. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. just enough simplicity of real life physics in an airplane that it works. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it moved, the controls were very smooth. I yeah. thought it moved really well. Even doing that loop that you had to do, it was like very clear, like clean. Um, what year did this game come out? Do you have that up? On the arcade, it came out in 1986. Wow. Uh, so, you know, quite quite old there. The Nintendo version in America came out in September of 87. Yeah, I would say for 87, this is a great game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it has all the things that I love about like current indie games that go with that eight bit thing, where like the control scheme is super tight. It yeah. looks real simple, but like you said, it has a lot of depth. Like I think of like Samurai Gun as one of my favorite mm-hmm. games, and and it's it's like that. You're like, oh, this is super like simplistic, but like like you can you can completely avoid getting shot if you do a loop, but you got to time it perfectly. Yeah, and, and same thing. Like you can pull out of a nosedive, and it gives you that yeah. same intense feeling as if you're watching it on like. A movie and right. the guy's trying to pull out and you're like oh my gosh and sometimes you make it sometimes you don't but yeah it's i, I forgot how cool it was and and it's not uh, like your typical shooter shoot 'em up game uh because like when you slow down like it's not like it's in immediate motion of like oh i'm just gonna do a bunch of circles around guys right. and like move really fast no it's like when you want to slow down you have to hold the back button and you slowly move towards the back of the screen it's not that immediate yeah. pull back but then when you go forward you go forward pretty fast right. so it's got this it's got plane physics yeah in a, and in uh-huh. a game you've got to so do weird. this like like dive bomb move too. Yeah. That's amazing. Like because the, the boss ish. I don't know if that, it, like that's it, what killed me when I was. Yeah, you uh, have to like playing. swoop down and grab this bomb and then go back up and time it just right to drop the bomb on the boss. Yeah, and the whole time you're dodging all this fire that's coming from every direction, mm-hmm. and and then you can also play two player, which makes it even more chaotic. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't play two player, but oh, you can man. play two player, and and that makes it even more fun. Kind of the same thing with like Chippendale, where it's just like. Now me and my brother are trying not to get in each other's yeah. way. And like, <laughs> yeah, because you can only shoot in the direction that you're pointing it. Yeah. So like, yeah. if you want to shoot down at an angle, you have to go down at an angle, mm-hmm. and it, and that makes it like chaotic because then you're committing to that movement. Right. I have a question about two player. Can you guys hit each other, or is there no like friendly? No, fire? no, you cannot hit each other. But it does something to the screen. So like, if you if you do the backflip, the screen kind of like moves a little bit. I remember. I don't know, but like, like I, I do remember getting frustrated because one person would be pulling back the whole time, and the other person would want to go forward, <laughs> and, and and it all depends on like you know, there's like five, six, seven other planes on the screen at the same time, and trying to like, and and if your like brother's like back looping in your face, and you're trying not to get <laughs> shot, you can't see where all the bullets are coming from, yeah, and and so that's where it was a little. Uh, that's where it would get chaotic. Or arguing because one guy grabbed the bomb and you wanted to get it or something like that. <laughs> oh, do you, if you land, if only one person lands, does it keep going? Mm, I don't remember. I oh. think so. I think that was another issue. Oh, yeah, because I remember, like, he would be really far ahead because he, he was the guy who'd always go forward and I'd go backwards. And I'd be trying to land. I'd be like, we got to get gas. And be like, no, we kill everybody. <laughs> and I'd be like, no. And then I'd crash into a tree because he was, like, pulling the screen yeah. forward. You know, like every little, little brother jerk. does Something when you, like yeah. Little oh, little brother? Oh. Yeah, he's a little brother. Oh. <laughs> I didn't do that. He was player two. He was always uh, well, player two. Well, well, I was a better gamer, so that's, it was my brother, the older one, who was messing things up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's last place Jason, so I mean, I, yeah, LPJ, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't really contend with that, I guess. <laughs> All right, so uh, JJ, yeah. what do you give this on the 8-bit scale? I think I'd give it a probably a six. Six, six not bad. Eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Chops. I'd give it a six and a half because I was so impressed by it, and the music was fun, um, and it looked good. It looked like a really good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, six and a half. Yeah, six Which, and a half for me as well. Music was great. I'm interested in the second player mode though. <laughs> I I think uh, I I'd probably give it a six out of eight. Yeah, it's it's above average. It's it's quite good. I I do feel like like the way. Just the way I try to do the loop de loop, like with the button, like the buttons I'm holding, I always find that I do a, like a, a dive instead of the loop de loop I want to do, <laughs> yeah. and so it just like that kills me over and over again. I uh, but uh, aside from that, yeah, no, it's it's a solid game. It's uh, and who made it? Namco made it. And Namco. It's, a, it's available on the Namco uh, 
oh, what is it called? Namco Museum? Yeah. Uh, which was uh, released on Switch and I think PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox One as well. So, you know, there's a pretty easy access there if you're not, uh, you know, getting all the old, you know, hardware out and stuff. Yeah. I do want to try playing it on like a an old school Nintendo controller again because like we were playing it with the Switch and I... I remember, like, the buttons there seemed almost easier. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember as a kid, like, you just had A and B. Yeah. And I can't remember, like, how the layout went with that as far as, like, doing the flips and the shoots and stuff like that. So, mm, yeah, it's probably different. But Yeah, the Nintendo version is going to be a little different. What we played it on was the original arcade version that's yeah. on the Namco Museum. Yeah. Uh, they don't have the Nintendo versions. They have, like, the, the arcade perfect versions or whatever. Um, and also, it just doesn't feel the same without the, the like, square cutting into your hand as you're, like, <laughs> jamming on that yeah, button. When you, you like, pull up your thumb and you have an indent on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's how you know you really played a game. Oh, yeah. Calluses. Yeah. Indents on your hands, indents on your foreheads. Yep. You yeah. know, it's, it's just, you know, that's gaming. Yeah. That's gaming <laughs> it's for you. It's a rough you. sport, guys. It's a rough sport. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I tell you what, guys. Let's uh, uh, chat about our music bracket. Well, we don't have one today. No. But we do have uh, one coming in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, we're coming up to our season finale next week. Uh, we're doing our fan bracket. Uh, and so, I mean, are we we, we teasing this today or are we, we holding off for next week? What do you guys think we... Uh, JJ, I think I say JJ decides. JJ, do you mm-hmm. think that uh, they should find out this week or next week uh, uh, what our next uh, 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 bracket is going to be? I mean, I'm here. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I don't want to have fair. to wait a whole week to find out. That's yeah, that's very fair. Uh, we're going to be doing stage themes, but not from Mega Man. <gasps> yeah, not no Mega Man stage Man. themes. Yeah, it's we, gonna be very difficult. Wait, for what's me? the point? <laughs> whoa, whoa! There's well, some I good agree. stuff. What's the point? Who agreed to this? I want to talk to your boss. You agreed to this. <laughs> oh yeah, that was me. Never mind. I offered you battle themes, but no, couldn't go with Craig. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a contrarian, right? So no. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm going I'm, against my own decision too, so I don't know where I'm gonna be. I uh, I just can't make sense of you I sometimes, chops. But again, just like last season, we're going to do a draft. So if anyone's interested in hearing that, uh, our Patreon episode at the end of the month, it's going to be our draft for the next bracket. Yeah, and that's uh, patreon.com slash Media. Uh, Glitch, what can you tell our uh, listeners about our Patreon? Uh, we have two different levels. Uh, you can join for a dollar, which will give you an extra vote for our music brackets or whatever bracket we're doing. Also, early access to our retro relapse videos that we mm-hmm. release on Sundays uh, for, for that early access. But there's also a $5 level where you get an additional episode a month from us, The Legend of Retro, called The Game Shark, which will have that draft, as well as other topics where we talk about top five favorite games of a series mm-hmm. or just whatever Nintendo Power Magazine we like, things like that. Um, but the, the best part about being a Patreon member is not only do you get the content from us, The Legend of Retro, you get everything from the GameZilla Media Network. So you get the additional content from Last Action Podcast, GameZilla Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, and Noiseland Arcade. Honestly, that is a ton of content, uh, so I'm, I'm sure people will be interested in uh, jumping on that, especially if they follow multiple shows you know that I might be on. <clears throat> and if you can't get enough Craig... <laughs> 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 He is a streamer. Oh, yeah. And I also uh, stream at uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. Uh, so feel free to hang out with me there. I play retro games. Uh, so, you know, make sure to join me for that. And occasionally other newer stuff that's retro, you know, styled like Pokemon or New Zeldas or something. Undertale. Undertale occasionally. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, but I, uh, JJ, mm-hmm. I appreciate you uh, being on our episode. Uh, tell our listeners about what you've got going on. Oh, yeah. So I am the patient technology coordinator at CS Mod Children's Hospital. And my job is to basically run our therapeutic gaming and digital media department. Um, we provide video game experiences for patients and their families while they're at the hospital with the intent to integrate it into their therapeutic goals, but also just to enhance their patient experience and make the hospital more fun for kids. We uh bring things like virtual reality, Lego robotics, regular video games. And we also have this amazing social experience for kids called Mod Arcade, where GameZilla comes and helps us out. And if you want to help support that, you can uh, type in 
in the web browser hashtag stream Vermont, and it'll take you to our web page where you can learn more about all the different things that we do. Uh, you can donate to help support us because uh, everything that we use with kids, including our the positions that help bring this to kids, is all completely uh, through fundraising and, and through generous donations from people like you. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, Oh, you can stream for us too. Hashtag stream Vermont. You can raise money on your own streaming. That's a new one, but we we have a Tiltify account where if you're a streamer and you're you're familiar with things like Tiltify, uh, you can you can directly raise money for us that way. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, the and that's CS Mott Children's Hospital. And if you're not in the Detroit area like uh, uh, we are when we record this, uh, you know. Reach out to your local children's hospital and, uh, you know, donate your time there if you can. Uh, it's definitely appreciated. Uh, but, uh, guys, I think it's about time that we uh, wrap things up. Yeah, thanks, JJ, for being on this week and last week's episode. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you all next time. When, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.